In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. I am so excited. It has been a minute, but we are going to get to do a business shorty today. And the reason for that is actually Nicole is in the final stages of preparing her Not Your Mama's Kegels course, Essential Strengthening. I don't know exactly what we're going to call it, but at this point in time, she basically just cocoons herself in a pile of research papers in her office occasionally waves her hand around and asks for a sandwich, and that is basically the end of our interaction until she gets this course absolutely finalized and knocked out. So I am here today talking with you about some stuff, but if you guys haven't heard about that course, Nicole's diving into that research. She is going to have a lot of cool stuff. I love when I get to do these business shorties because I get to brag on Nicole a little bit more than I can when she is right here next to me. And this is going to be really, really cool. So if you have had patients just not get it when it comes to strengthening, if you wish you were doing more functional activities, if you're getting bored just having a patient laying on the table, all of this is going to be for you. It's going to be talking all about how we should be really thinking about strengthening and the fact that we really haven't changed our thought process on that in almost 80 years. And I think it's going to be just hugely impactful for everybody. If you guys have not yet gotten on the wait list for that, do so. It is going to be at pelvicptrising.com slash kegels. That's pelvicptrising.com slash kegels. We will be sending out a bunch of information to everybody on that later this week. And exciting announcement for you guys next week, as long as you guys are listening to that in March. So wanted to get on here, do a little bit of a business shorty for you. For those of you guys who have your own business, who are thinking of having your own business, one of the big things that is often overlooked is your website. We want to dive right into marketing, to having meetings, to talking with patients, to doing workshops, to doing all of these different things. And that's all well and good. And marketing is the engine that drives our business. But a lot of times, we don't spend any time at all, really, after we initially create our website going back and optimizing it. And the website is really the gatekeeper of what we're doing. And so a lot of times we can be going out and marketing and getting people interested and having them come and visit the website. And then our website doesn't convert. And we think, oh, I need to market harder. It's like, well, no, wait a second. You're doing a great job of marketing. People are interested. They're coming to your website. They're just not picking up the phone and calling you. Something about your website is not compelling to that. So this is really pertinent if you have your own business, if you're thinking about it. Also, if you are a staff PT someplace, and Nicole did this when she was running a program at Hogue Hospital, make sure that you understand the website and what your patients are having their experience before they actually get into the clinic. Know, and she was always big about knowing what that was like. What had they actually read about the program before they were coming in? So even if you don't necessarily have control of it, 
It's important to have an idea of what your company's website looks like. But mostly, if you guys do have control of this, if you are doing your own thing, this is a hugely important piece. We actually spent almost all of the month of February with our rising group going over each other's websites, offering criticism, figuring that out, dialing that in, because that's something that is going to be important for your business for months and years going forward. And it is constantly, and I want to emphasize this, it is constantly a work in progress. We go back and look at our website from a year ago and laugh, like, what were we thinking? And that's just a year ago. And we've had a lot of different time to make this better and better, but we can always be improving that. And it is so important to the lifeblood of a business. So I want to go through five things that are making your website not convert for you, that aren't helping you as you are trying to get patients to call the clinic. And I'm going to go in order of easiest to change to hardest to change. But the first thing is, if your website doesn't tell the potential patient where you are, you guys would be shocked. We get so many people who are reaching out, asking for questions on business stuff, sending in their entrepreneur survey, which is on the Pelvic PT Rising business website, filling that out so we can get in contact with you, seeing if we have anything that can help. But I would say probably about a third of websites, I can't tell where the person's even located. And if I can't tell, when I'm going through this, I'm making a guess maybe based on where the phone number is from or looking at an about me page or trying to figure out where the heck even are you? Are you local to me? Are you in my town? And so if you've got a patient who you have somehow stumbled onto your website who's found you, they need to know that you're local. Like, hey, here, I can go actually go and have a physical presence there. At Pelvic Sanity, we actually did a really poor job of this, not necessarily on our website as we started off, but on our social media. A lot of people were like, oh, wait, you guys actually have a physical clinic? I was like, well, yeah, of course, that's what we're doing this all for. But people didn't know that because we weren't talking about it. We were talking about the book. We were talking about this information, right? We had all this other stuff. So make sure that on your website, people know where they can find you. The second thing is you're going to make sure that people know what you do. Because patients don't get pelvic PT before they come in. This is the curse of expertise that we talk about. We are in this field. We are thinking about this all the time. We know all of the things about pelvic PT. Most patients don't have that experience. They might be just Googling their symptoms and looking for help. They might have heard from their practitioner, a physician, oh, you should maybe take a look at pelvic PT. But they don't know what we know. And so when they come to a website, the first thing they're wondering is like, what is this pelvic PT? I have never heard about this. I've been on this earth 35 years and I've never heard about pelvic PT. What is it? And a lot of times we're not clear about it from the beginning. We don't tell them what it is we do and who we can help. And I tell this above the fold. This is a newspaper term. Before you even open up the newspaper, can you tell from your website exactly what it is you do and who you help? A lot of times we get into these vague terms, and I'm going to talk about our language later in this podcast episode, but we empower people to live the life they want, helping you reconnect with your body. A lot of times those are the first things that somebody sees when they come to the website. And that all sounds good, and that is what we want to do. We want to help people with that. We want to empower people. But what does that mean? Has anybody ever actually called your clinic and been like, hey, I'm looking to be empowered? No, they're calling your clinic and saying, hey, I want to stop leaking when I run. I want to start having painful intercourse. I want to be able to do all of these things. I want to resolve the problems that I'm having. So we need to talk about that first. And then we can move on to empowering and reconnecting and all of those things. 
So make sure, number two, is make sure that they can tell exactly what it is that you do and who you can help in clear language. Be clear, don't be cute. That is a quote, I think, from my guy I love. Donald Miller talks about this a lot. Clarity is going to beat any sort of cuteness, any sort of high lofty ideals. Just be clear about who you are and who you can help. Number three is that you have confusing, weak, or absent calls to action. Confusing, weak, or absent calls to action. And if you're not familiar with that term, a call to action is basically just telling the person what it is you want them to do when they come to your website. So a lot of times the confusion comes from you have them a lot of options for them to do, right? Oh, click here and book now through my EMR, which there's a whole problem with that. We can talk about that ad nauseum later. But hey, book through my EMR or call and get your free 20-minute consult or learn more or contact us. You're all over the place. And it's hard for me as a patient coming to the website saying, what do you really want me to do? Should I call? Should I schedule this 20-minute consult? Should I book my initial evaluation? Like, what do you even want me to do? And when we confuse somebody on the website like that, they're more likely to say, ah, shoot, forget about it. I'm either going to look someplace else or I just can't deal with this right now. I just can't deal with it right now. I don't want to be here. Or we have no calls to action at all. And I see this on a ton of websites. When we get on and we do a little deep dive through them, you go through and it's like, well, where do you even want them to go? And it's like, oh, there's one little thing over here where you could click to schedule. Like I can't find it if I'm actively looking for it and the patient can't see that. So how do we make those calls to action big and bold and obvious and not weak. So a lot of the other thing that we'll occasionally see is calls to action like contact us, learn more. That doesn't really sound confident in what you can offer people. So think about how you can make those more powerful. Get started, request appointment, something that tells them exactly what you want them to do because they need to know that when they come to your website, that's the point of a call to action. So if you're going back and looking at your website, take a look, see is it really clear what I want the patient to do? Or am I telling them to do eight different things, which means they're going to do none of those things. Number four is distracting content. And this is a huge pet peeve of mine. If you guys have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you probably have heard a rant or two about this. But this is where we are putting content on there that distracts the patient or potential patient from actually picking up the phone and calling us. And this is such a pet peeve because they're right there. You've got them on your website. That's where you want it. All of your marketing has led to this moment. You have them on your website. They have symptoms. They're local. They're looking for a pelvic PT to help. And then we send them over to our blog post. We send them to pages and pages of information on a condition that they have to read. We send them, and God forbid, if you guys are still doing this, we send them to a lead gen. Hey, download my 18-step process for getting rid of incontinence. Well, guess what you're telling that patient who comes right there? They need to go and do some of that stuff before they can book with you. So yeah, why would I schedule an appointment? I need to go read your ebook on incontinence and your other ebook on prolapse and take a look at all of that stuff. And then maybe I'll call back in or, oh, I'm going to go browse all of this stuff. And now you've introduced all of this information that you meant to be really helpful for somebody. But guess what? You're going to be the one to give them that information in their session. So trying to put more and more of that on the website. Oh, here, read all about interstitial cystitis. No, you want them to come in and get treatment and you can tell them what's important and you can answer their questions and walk them through all that one-on-one -on -one the way we know is best 
And so a lot of times we have this distracting content that's on there. Sometimes, and this is another little pet peeve of mine when we analyze websites, you'll have a bunch of your Instagram posts that go up on there, right? And it looks cool. It's snazzy. But your whole point of Instagram was to get them to your website so they would book. Now they're on your website, you're sending them right back to Instagram. That's crazy. So we want to make it really clear what we want them to do with our calls to action and get rid of anything that gets in the way of that. Get rid of any of that distracting content. And I would say 95% of the time when we look at a website and analyze it together, it is too complex versus too simple. It is very, very rare. I look at a website and I say, wow, this is too simple. You really need to add a lot more to it. Usually we're thinking about how do we cut this down? How do we streamline the patient experience so they know exactly what you want them to do, exactly where you want them to click and get all of that noise out of there and off the website? Because basically at the end of the day, guys, nobody is perusing pelvic PT websites for the fun of it, right? We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have television, we have all of that stuff that they're looking for entertainment. If they are on your website, they are probably local and they probably have a pelvic floor problem and they are probably looking for help. They're already there. Now we just need to get them to actually reach out and talk to us. And the final thing, and this is a little bit more holistic over the entire webpage that we're talking about, but is your language. And you can go one of two ways with this, and this is a real challenge um, as we're going, and we're always trying to optimize this, but think about, is my language either too vague or is it PT language? Is it too vague or is it PT language? And here's what I mean about that. We had talked about and given you guys an example, and these are some from actual real websites, which are great. They look beautiful, but we empower people to live the life they want to live. We want to help you reconnect with your body. We want you to feel confident in your skin. All those are great sentiments. And I don't mean to disparage any of those, but those are not the reason that somebody came to your website. Nobody came to your website and Googled feeling more confident in my skin. They Googled, how do I resolve a prolapse? Who can help me with incontinence? Who can help me with pelvic pain? Where do I go for interstitial cystitis treatment? So make sure when they're looking for that, they find that on your website. The other mistake that we can make is going the opposite direction. And we get so into the physical therapy language, we forget that the patient has probably never heard of pelvic PT before this morning. And things like, we use myofascial release to help neuromuscular reeducation for evidence-based treatment of musculoskeletal dysfunction. Right? I've been working in pelvic sanity for five years. I still don't know what any of those words mean. And so I want you guys to just really be thinking about, as you're going through your website, is this patient language or is this PT language? Am I saying things that are more about how the sausage is made or I'm telling patients more about the outcomes we can get for them, that they're going to be in the right place, that they found help here, that they can get better, and they don't really care about whether that's neuromuscular reeducation or whether that is manual therapy or whether that is whatever it is you guys are going to do, dry needling if you guys are allowed to do that where you are. Any of those methods, that's all the how you're going to get somebody better. And I want you to use your website to talk more about the fact that you are going to get somebody better, that they're in the right place they found the right person and that they are able to get help. So I want to go back through. I hope this has been really helpful for you guys as you have a chance to review your website. Make sure that you guys are not making any of these really common mistakes. And if you are, then great. We dust ourselves off. We make the changes and we go forward from here. But first one is if they don't know where you are, it's not clear where you are located. 
Second is they don't know what you do. They're not really sure what pelvic PT is or who you can help. Three is not having a strong, clear, consistent call to action throughout your website. You can be confusing, weak, or even just absent when it comes to calls to action. Four is including too much distracting content. Big, bulky web pages where you have a web page for every condition that you treat or you're sending people to a lead gen or back to Instagram or to your blog instead of just telling them exactly what you want them to do, which is to pick up the phone and call the clinic. And finally, language that is either overly vague or that is overly PT-focused and specific. And we got to really shoot the gap between those two things to make something that a patient is going to read and recognize their situation and recognize that they are in the right place and that you are the right person to be helping them. So I hope this has been really helpful. If you guys have any questions on your website, please do let us know and make sure we are going to be putting out that course here really soon on essential strengthening, not your mama's kegels. We don't know exactly what it's going to be called yet, but make sure you go ahead, take a look at that at pelvicptrising.com slash kegels. That is going to be dropping here really soon, and I know both Nicole and I are really excited to get it into your hands. So have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope this has been helpful. As always, please let us know. We want to keep this conversation going, and let's continue to rise. Rise.